GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. It's always great to have young people in the Radio Gibraltar studios. And on Tuesday afternoon, I was joined by Param Nagrani, Karenza Dazwani, Emily Moi and Isabella Debenham, the winners of this year's Young Enterprise competition. The winning product, a Gibraltar-themed card game called Rock Rumble. They tested me. I didn't do too well. <laughs> but look out for the game in the Gibraltar shops soon. Or you can pre-order now via their website, jibcards.com. Time flies when you're having fun. This week, the Gibraltar Rhythmic Gymnastics Association is celebrating its 20th birthday. I was joined in the studio by head coach Sally Holmes, former president Janine Goldwyn and judge Pia Alvarez. We looked back at some of the highs and forward to see where their disciplined approach to sport will take them next. But we start asking the question, how well do we look after people with special needs? A demonstration has been organised for Wednesday afternoon by family members of people with special educational needs and disabilities. They believe a lot more needs to be done. Under the banner, We Are One Voice, the demonstration is planned for Wednesday at 5pm in Casemates. It has the support of the Disability Society, the Special Needs Action Group and Unite the Union's Retired Members Committee. I was joined in the studio by Concern parents Vicky Buller and Saviak Bear, who told us that there's a desperate need to reform legislation and publish a disability strategy. The question that we're asking now, how well do we look after people with special needs? Uh, there is, of course, a, a demonstration happening tomorrow under the banner We Are One Voice. Um, and um, Vicky Buller joins us now together with Saviak Bear. Uh, Saviak is uh, a concerned parent and uh, and Vicky is one of the organisers of the demonstration. So you, maybe you can start off, good afternoon, uh, Vicky, uh, by telling us um, why you felt it was necessary to, to organise and, and take to the street. To, to show how you feel? Well, over the past uh, th- three, four years, I've been trying to engage with the Ministry of Equality and the ministers to address the issues that do surround disability here in Gibraltar. And we get to the point now that nobody wants to <clears throat> answer the questions, nobody wants to publish strategies or policies which... I believe us parents require in order to take care of our children. So, um, so tell us of your experiences as a parent. Well, I'm a parent of two children with disability. I have one with autism and learning disorder, and I have a smaller child, a six-year-old, who has learning disorder at a severe level. Um, so the daily struggles of disability, trying to fight for provisions and management and coordination from the GHA is... A daily, daily struggle. And I think what we need is is a multi-agency team that's going to coordinate all of these children under the disability realm because at the moment we don't have those provisions. They're lacking across all sectors. Okay, let me ask you a, a few more questions about that and what it might look like. like. But uh, first let's bring in Saviak Bear as a parent uh, of a child who has special needs. Saviak, what are your experiences? Well, my experience has been, obviously, I'm a parent for 15 years. I mean, we did the demo two years ago and nothing has changed. I mean, 
everything's the same. We've asked for all these things and nothing has changed. In 2017, they introduced the law into Parliament for... But we're asking them to, en to, en to enact that law because some people, some people with disabilities don't have rights. So that's uh, counterintuitive, really, not to have a, a law there, but it's not fully enacted. No. Yes. Can you explain what what um, what you understand to be the parts that haven't been enacted, and what's the effect of that? It doesn't just come down to sections thirteen and fourteen of the Disability Act not being not being given royal assent. It's the fact that the whole Disability Act of twenty seventeen should be revisited because. Not everything that comes under the United Nations Conventions of the Rights of the Disabled has been implemented or enacted within our Disability Act of 2017. So I believe it should go further. I, I believe it should be revisited, it should be remodelled, and it should go far enough to, pro to, to protect the lives of children with disability in our community. So this is uh, the, the UN Convention basically uh, sets out what countries should, um, should try to achieve with their own legislation, uh, and ours falls short. Ours falls very, very short of what should be, what should be in, in legislation. What you find is that it's a very watered-down version of the United Nations Convention's rights of the disabled. So what we have is we have very, very good words on paper. But when it actually comes to the implementation, we fall very short. And the effect of that is what? Um, how does it uh, impact people's real lives? Well, one of the examples I can, I can share with you is that, for example, we have an educational health care plan. A child should be given an educational health care plan if they fall under the realm or the umbrella of disability. Here in Gibraltar, there are no plans or provisions or even future plans to even have those plans allocated to children. The, the lack of therapists, the, the lack of continuation of care in the care agency comes all under the umbrella of the UN Convention. So if those laws are implemented, then those don't need to be addressed individually by certain in, by parents who need those therapies, who need uh, OTs, who need speech and language, etc., etc., etc. All that comes under the umbrella, so we'll all be addressed and not to be challenged individually. And a lack Cause, of... Because we see, we see that most of the problems have been tackled individually as per need. So I have this problem. It's been addressed. Like so a reaction so, to it, no? Yes. A reaction. You, you must be encouraged by the support that has been publicly uh, declared by the Special Needs Action Group, Unite the Union's Retired Members Committee, and also the Disability Society, uh, who are um, recommending that people who have uh, f family members or friends with disabilities and want to see the situation improved for them, that they support your demonstration tomorrow, which starts at 5pm at Casemates. Uh, let me just give you a final word each, and let's start with you, Saviak. Why, why should somebody attend tomorrow's demonstration? Well, because tomorrow could be them or a loved one who's, who's affected by disability. You never know. So it's very important to be there and to be part of it and, and to show your, your, that you care because tomorrow it could be you. Vicky? And I'd like to thank everybody that's shown us support. And again, I urge everybody to come down tomorrow and to show support because 
together we are stronger and together we can make a difference. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. We're joined by um, the winners of this year's Young Enterprise competition uh, who've put together a really cool Gibraltar-themed card game. Good afternoon to Emily, Carenza, Isabella and Param. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> what, 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 um, who came up with the idea of uh, preparing like a game? Um, well, initially I came up with a very rough idea of what we have now. Um, and we, we saw that um, people our age, people younger than us, there was kind of like a, a loss in, in Gibraltar's history and heritage between the younger generations. And so we decided to create a card game to try and combat that and to try and get more people to learn about Gibraltar's heritage. So you thought that, um, that okay, sure, so that there was some, uh, it was like, like a learning tool to try and make sure that we're... Yes. Understanding as much of where we've come from as possible. Yes, exactly. Okay, um, but an idea is only half the work. Where do you go from there? It was a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest. So we assigned roles based on of our strengths, and then we looked at suppliers, and yeah. So, yeah, so we. Who took on what role? So I'm marketing and operations, I'm finance and assistant CEO. I'm the creative director. So, sorry, would you say that again, Isabella? You're creative director? Yes, I'm creative director. And I'm managing director and the sales director as well. Okay, so um, uh, how, how do you go about then um, cre- going from this idea to marketing it, creating a product that you can then sell? Well, it took us a very long time to finalise the idea and get it to the stage where we were happy with it. Um, so that took many hours of brainstorming, you know, planning, spider diagrams, maps, like you've done loads of them. Yes. And um, we got to a stage where we were happy with it. Although our initial idea was like a like a guess-it game, so like 10 clues, and we decided to include uh, more things like... Act it, draw it and guess it. So that's kind of like charades yeah, and, and Pictionary. Um, and Pictionary, just oh. all mixed into one. How cool. Do you want to, do you want to uh, have a go at testing my knowledge on, yes, on one of the cards? Yes, we would love to do that. <laughs> all right, Carenza, pick a card. All right. Okay. So I'm going to give you seven clues, and after each clue, you just have to try and guess what it is. Okay. Okay. I am held annually in December. In December? Could be Festival of Lights? Nope. nope. <laughs> okay. I bring the community together. Um, pass. <laughs> I only last a day. One day in December. Uh, convent open day? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. no. Nope. <laughs> you can win prizes. Also convent open day. <laughs> <laughs> so close. And be shown on TV. And be shown on TV in December. Oh... <laughs> I'm struggling here. <laughs> Come on, think close to home. I have a treasure hunt. Oh, does it start with GBC? Yeah. It does. Yes. <laughs> the GBC Open Day. It is the yeah. GBC Open Day. <laughs> Goodness me, that was um, almost a massive fail. <laughs> a close one. Yeah. <laughs> Give me another one, see if I can redeem myself. All right. Let's see. This one, this one should be an easy one. Let me just find it really quickly. <laughs> Um, Love it, it's going to give me an easy one to boost my confidence. <laughs> I mean, that is what I do with my kids as well. Don't I? Uh, you can hit me with any, come on. <laughs> now my confidence is up. Okay, okay. All right, so I'm originally held in 2006. Okay. I am named after a Gibraltarian dish. Garantita. Has to be Garantita. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. Brilliant. Oh, I love it. It's already got my competitive juices flowing. Um, <laughs> congratulations. This is a great product. I can't wait to get my hands uh, on the Rock Rumble game coming to a shop very near you soon. And you can also pre-order online at jibcards.com. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. 20 years of rhythmic gymnastics in Gibraltar. Good afternoon to Sally Holmes, the association's head coach, to former president uh, Janine Goldwyn and also to judge Pierre Alvarez, who are here to tell us a little bit about how the sport has developed and what's next. Um, Sally, 20 years already. Can you believe it? I arrived in 2002 and um, we've been going strong ever since then. And despite the very significant commitments on a, on a day-to-day basis? The girls are committed because it's a very committed sport, but it's also a beautiful sport. And when you're on the floor and they're doing their routines, I think they appreciate that they actually have had the time and the effort to go into their routines. Let's bring in Janine, um, who is a former president and also a, a parent whose uh, daughters have been really sort of uh, good at involved. rhythmic gymnastics and <laughs> extremely involved. Um, what's the, you know, what, what, what are your main reflections on in these 20 years? My main reflections as a mother of two gymnasts who ends up both going to very high level competitions. Um, I have found that not only in just doing the sport for so many years that the girls did, it's also brought into their lives the discipline that they needed to have and it's a discipline that they have now carried forward in their careers lessons for life and and definitely and, definitely uh, you, you develop characteristics that you can then apply De- elsewhere definitely um let's bring in pierre what um what, what do you look out for in a in a rhythmic gymnastics performance what what, what are you scoring oh all the faults <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a bit negative Unfortunately, it is. Uh, no, I'm looking for all the faults, but also the beauty side of it. So the, but basically, basically that's what I'm doing, artistic. <laughs> I'm looking for all the faults. So, and it's also really sad because as a parent to a gymnast, but we try and keep it out of the house. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar Today. I'm Kellyanne Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar, Monday to Friday from 1 to 2 getting behind the headlines and you can catch up here whenever you like until next time have a good one gbc podcasts local voices on demand